Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's Word. And we have been in Next Level Living in this series since April. What we ended up doing was the, our theme for the year was Next Level Living, um, taking our Christian lives, our church, um, our outreach, whatever it may be, taking all that to the next level. 2023, Next Level Living. And uh, we were still in the Gospel of John at the beginning of the year of 2023, and right after Easter, Easter, we had Easter service, and then the following Sunday, I believe it was the second week in April, we started this series. Um, and the first um, sermon in the series was Next Level Living and kind of talking about what that was. And we kind of pushed into that series back in April. So we've been in Next Level Living since really the beginning of April. And it's been what we've preached on besides certain holidays and things like that um, since the beginning of the year about. And I hope it's been a blessing to you. Um, today, Mercy is the last message in this series. She said, oh, I hope. And it's actually... It's not really a topic. It's, it's going to be a review of all of them. And I told before, I said, we're not, I'm not preaching 30 messages today, I promise. Because um, I know it, my, my wife would have a talk with me afterwards for good reason. Um, so instead, um, I'm just going to go through the, the message that we talked about. And then a thought from that, like the main thought from that message. It's kind of just a review because I, all these messages are online. Um, on our website. So if you missed one of them and you hear, oh, I didn't hear that one, then you can go back and listen to it. Um, but I wanted, as we get ready to jump into our Christmas series, I can't believe we're in the Christmas series already next week, but we are. I'm very excited about Christmas. I love when we can decorate and, and really just sing those old Christmas carols. I love the Christmas season at our church. But I knew that today was my last um, message in this series, and I have enjoyed preaching it. I have been in, challenged myself in preaching through Next Level Living, um, but I am excited for our new theme for the coming year and for Christmas as well. So today is simply just going to be um, kind of revisiting the theme of the year. Um, our theme verse is right here, Isaiah 43, 19. We talked about this on Vision Sunday last January, and then it was really at the beginning of every message that we've preached um, over the beginning of the year in the Next Level Living series. And this is when God is speaking, and he says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God says, I'm doing a new thing in you. Do, do you see it? Do you see what I'm doing in your life? And through that being our springboard into over 30 messages on Next Level Living from all over the scriptures and stories of the Bible we went. We were in Daniel. We were in the New Testament. We were in the life of Christ. We were in Abraham. We were all over the place in the scriptures this past year. And I hope it's been a help to you. And we, again, started it right after Easter. Easter Sunday, we talked about the resurrection of Christ. And then that following chapter in the Gospel of John is when Jesus gives this challenge to his disciples before he ascends to heaven. And it was just a great time to start. Because the truth is, church, it is only through the gospel of Jesus Christ that we can even take our lives to the next level in our Christian lives. 
It's the power of Jesus and his resurrection that gives us the power that it says in 1 Peter, all power uh, given um, to us for all things pertaining to life and godliness, power in Jesus Christ. It's only through him that we can live the lives that he calls us to live. Next level living. We mentioned it almost every service. It's, it starts with not staying where we're at. Next level living starts with recognizing I need to grow. I'm not where I should be. I haven't reached the goal. And the truth is, church, grace will not finish its work. The grace of Christ will not finish its work in us until we see him face to face one day. But here on earth, as we live and he is continually sanctifying us and changing us, we should always be moving forward. Next level living is doing whatever it takes to move forward and grow. It's about following after Christ. When you follow something or someone, you're being led to a destination. And we, in this series, have been trying to help you and help myself taking our spiritual lives to the next level through Jesus. And if we're not growing, if we are not growing, we are dying. So the challenge for the year has been we need to be moving to the next level. So our first message, and I won't have the titles on the screen. There was going to be so many that... Um, you should have, we had flyers that we handed out with sermon notes back. If you want to write these things down, you can. Um, I'll try to talk slow, but also uh, we're going to obviously get through um, the message this morning. Our first message back in April in this series was on next level vision. Next level vision. Maybe you're here for that one. Next level vision. Seeing uh, the world for how it really is. Seeing ourselves for who we really are. And then seeing Jesus for who he really is. When you see Jesus clearly... You'll see yourself and everyone else around you, the world, more clearly too. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. When we recognize that Jesus is the only way to heaven, he is the only way to, to real, true, lasting peace, Jesus is the only way to real life, sustaining life, then when we see him for who he really is, we start to recognize how needy we are. And we start to look at the world not with cynicism, not with a cynical heart of, oh my goodness, I can't believe how bad the world is around me. It's with compassion. It's with a heart of love and patience. Next level vision. The next message after that was on next level commitment. Next level commitment. And that was actually a three-week sermon uh, sermon. We, we went three weeks through the book of Daniel talking about commitment. And in the first uh, message there in Next Level Commitment, we saw Daniel in Daniel 1 who had been uh, exiled to Babylon in the Babylonian captivity there in the Old Testament. And he had been taken from his family, him and many, all the other Israelites. And they lived in Babylon now in, in captivity. And it says that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. He, he, he said, I don't want the king's meat. They had uh, uh, spiritual and religious uh, rituals and laws that they followed back in the Old Testament in the Bible times. And he said, I'm not going to do that. And the scriptures say that he purposed in his heart not to do that. He said, I'm going to follow God. God is my king and he is who I follow. And we talked about next level commitment. We said that sometimes you may feel alone in your commitment, in your journey. Like you're the only one that's really maybe in your family or in, in your, at your workplace that's really committed. Maybe the only one uh, that's really living for, for Christ. And sometimes next level commitment does set you apart. Daniel set himself apart, him and the other Hebrew boys there. They said, we're not going to do what everybody else is doing because it's not right. We're going to do what we know is right. We're going to stand up for what's right. You may feel alone in your commitment on your journey, but you're set apart for a purpose where one day that next level commitment that we talked about 
committed to Christ, no matter what anyone else says, that next level commitment will shine like a lighthouse on a hill. And God will get the glory for your story. God will get the glory for what he has done and what has happened in your life. Hearts will be stirred. Lives will be changed. Miracles will be seen. Prayers will be answered when we practice this next level commitment to Jesus Christ. It may set us apart. We may sometimes feel alone. By the way, can I say this? You're not alone here in this place. I hope we have a church with people who say, you know, I'm committed to Christ and what he wants for my life. So you're not alone, but maybe in your family, in your workplace, you feel that way. You will be alone. God will use your story for his glory. The next part of that sermon series and commitment was about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, where they would not bow to the golden idol, to the golden idol that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up there. And, and he said, well, whoever doesn't bow is thrown in the furnace. And these guys, they kept standing. They didn't bow. And they were thrown into the furnace. Next level commitment to Christ will often lead us to the fire. These guys were thrown into the fiery furnace where even the guards who threw them in burst into flames and were killed. But what happened? You remember in the story when, when they look in the fiery furnace from a distance and say, man, I thought we threw three guys in there, but I see four in there. One of them is the, the son of God. Yes, next level commitment, being truly committed to Jesus Christ and his call on your life and his will for your life, it may set us apart. It may even lead us to the fire, to some challenging circumstances in life, but it will always lead us not just to the fire, but it will lead us through the fire. Daniel, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, rather, were delivered from that fire. They, they walked out of that furnace, and the scriptures say that none of their clothes were burned. They didn't even smell like smoke. Yes, their commitment to, to God, their father, their king, their creator, yes, led them literally to the fire, but it led them through it. And I can tell you firsthand, by the grace of God, yes, my family are doing our best by the grace of God, humbly serving Him. God, I'll do what you want. We'll move to the Cape. We'll, we'll, we'll start a church. We'll, I, I know, whatever it may be, we'll, we're just going to follow you, even though we don't know what the future holds. And yes, that commitment has often led us to very challenging circumstances that many of you know about, but He's always brought us through it. Next level commitment will bring you often bring you to the fire, but it will always lead you through the fire. And part three of this Next Level Commitment uh, sermon was actually on Mother's Day. It was on Mother's Day. And that was when we talked about Daniel and the lion's den. And now that I think about it, what a fitting uh, sermon for Mother's Day. Daniel and the lion's den and mother with their young children running around them. It almost is like a lion's den sometimes. That's my wife. She knows. But this, it was, this was Mother's Day, Next Level Commitment, part three. And we said that Next Level Commitment brings us to impossible situations oftentimes that are controlled by the God of all possible. Daniel, the law was decreed that you cannot pray to anybody but the king. And Daniel continued with an open window towards Jerusalem three times a day praying to God, the one true God, and was taken into custody and thrown into the lion's den. And the king was distraught because he, didn't, he signed it. He knew he had to follow through, but he loved Daniel. The next morning, Daniel was alive and well, and God had closed the mouths of the lions. Yes, next level commitment brings us to impossible situations, but those impossible situations are controlled by the God of all possible. Next level commitment. We also talked about, after that sermon series, next level patience. Next level patience. Proverbs 25, 28 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. You just read that again, that scripture. Proverbs 25, 28. 
He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. We talked about in that next level patience sermon, when you are easily frustrated, you are always more susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. Listen, we have to be intentional about our reactions, about our responses in, in, in frustrating circumstances. And when we do fail, which we will, we need to make it right. And I mentioned in that sermon that I have apologized multiple times, many times to my children for getting impatient. I've apologized to my wife many times. I've apologized to others when I didn't walk in grace and when I let pride rule my spirit. We must have next level patience. We talked about that. And what a, what a sermon that really hits all of us equally. Because each one of us, no matter what stage of life you're in, we are faced daily with frustrating situations and circumstances. Maybe while you're driving on the highway, maybe when you're at work, maybe when you're at home. We are faced with situations where our patience is tested. And we must have next level patience, patience that rests in Jesus Christ. It is a battle, and it's a battle that's not going anywhere. But with Jesus, you can walk in grace. You can live in peace. You can keep your cool. You can forbear and put up with others. You can hold your tongue with Jesus Christ. You can live like Jesus Christ when you rest in his power. And that was when we talked about having next level patience. And church, I know that this morning we are going to be all over the place. And I hope you'll bear with me. I just want to go through these messages and remind us. Maybe you'll say, man, I need to listen to that message again. That was seven months ago and I need to hear it again. I'm glad that I was reminded of this. So take notes, write things down, and we're going to get through this. Next level patience was that week. Following after that was next level compassion, where we told the story from the scriptures and read through the scriptures of the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, where that one man was walking down this dangerous road and he was robbed and mugged and left for dead. And it says that the, the, the priest walked by and, and, and didn't help him when he saw him. And then the Levite on the other side of the road crossed the, and they didn't, they didn't help me. Actually, the Levite actually walked over and looked at him and still didn't help. And it was the Samaritan, this Samaritan. Uh, um, there was so much racism at this time between the Jews and the Samaritans. And the Samaritan, who never would even want to be close to a Jew and vice versa, went to him and bandaged him up and, and put him on his, on his animal and brought him to a, an inn and paid for his night and bound up his wound and took care of him and showed compassion. We live a life of compassion only through the grace of Jesus Christ. His grace gives us the ability to truly love others and make a difference in their lives. Real compassion comes not from just a good moral compass, but from the grace of Jesus Christ. To not care is to not love. To not love others is to not rest in the grace of Jesus. Some of us are trying to fill empty parts of our heart with frivolous things, with self-gratifying things. But if you make the choice, we said this day on this message, if you make the choice by the grace of God to serve others and live for others and love others, God will begin to fill that emptiness with the peace and joy that is found in letting Christ live through you. Because when you let Christ, Jesus Christ, live through you, you will love others. It'll be natural. You'll love others. You'll serve others. You won't have a hidden agenda when you give to others. It'll be through love and it'll be through the love of God. Next level compassion. Then we talked about the next week, next level contentment. Next level contentment. 
And how can we live lives of true, biblical, Christ-pleasing contentment? We can focus on Christ. We can remember what God has done. And we must be intentional about it. When you feel your heart beginning to become discontent in life and with the situations of life, you must choose to focus on what God has done in your life. Intentionally focus on the blessings of God in your life, and that will bring true biblical contentment. We must look at the situations in our lives, all of them, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ones we like, the ones we hate, and search for the lessons that God is trying to teach us. Search for the gifts that God is giving us. Rest in the grace found in Jesus. That is how we can get and live in next-level contentment. No matter what our lives are like in the moment, I know people in my life right now that are going through the fire. They're in some very challenging circumstances, but they have a heart of contentment. They have a heart that says, you know what? I don't really love what I'm going through, but I love Jesus, and I know that God has always taken care of me, and I know that he's always with me and walks with me through the fire and through the water and through the valley. He is with me, and I can look back on the blessings God has given me, and I'm going to intentionally choose to be content. Like Paul said in the scriptures, whatsoever state I'm in, therewith I'll be content. He, Paul said, I've been a base, and I've been, I've been here, and I've been, I've been high, and I've been low, and I've been... It's been good and it's been bad, but whatever is going on, I'm going to be content. We can live in next level contentment, but it comes in focusing on Jesus Christ, resting in his grace. We also talked about after that, next level contentment, next level faith. Next level faith. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Be careful for nothing, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Next level faith. If we remember who God is, and remember that because of Jesus and his death on the cross and his resurrection, because of the gospel, because of Jesus, we now have access to the Father, God the Father. When those moments come into our lives that would usually cause fear, which is the opposite of faith, when those situations come in that would normally cause fear, when we rest and remember who God is, we instead rest in the knowledge of Christ and the relationship we have with God through Him. When we practice next level faith. When we remember who God really is and remember that Jesus has given us a way to connect with God the Father, when those tough situations come in that would normally bring fear and anxiety and stress, we can slow down, we can take a deep breath, and we're saying, you know what, God has got me. I, I, I am a child of God because of Jesus Christ, and we can have that knowledge and peace of Jesus. And that's next level faith. It's the grace of Christ that gives us the power to trust. Full dependence, listen, full dependence on Jesus destroys fear. Destroys fear. Complete reliance on Christ will give you peace where fear used to live. Complete reliance on Christ will give you peace where fear used to live. And that was next level faith. The following Sunday was in June, and this was actually our Father's Day uh, service. We talked about next level perspective. Next level perspective. Your perspective of your circumstances will reveal the state of your heart. How you view life, how you view your situation, 
Your perspective of, of your circumstances right now will reveal the state of your heart. Remember, we had the, the glass being half full and half empty. And how some of us, it's not even just about seeing a glass half full and half empty. And I have a glass of water right here. But it's more about, some of us don't even think about half full, half empty. We think, well, the water's too warm. Is it tap water? Is there fluoride in the water? You know, is there floaties? It's not, it's not even full at all. And we, we're not just about half full, half empty. Man, our view, our, our perspective on life is, can be very cynical. We love our families, but we wish they acted different and, and thought and acted more like us. I've been there before. We appreciate our jobs, but we just wish we got paid more. We drive our cars, but we covet others' vehicles. Our perspective is flawed. We are always stretching for more, longing for more, hoping for change. Instead of having eyes of grace and a heart of contentment, which we had, which we had talked about just a few weeks before. You will live a life of gospel, God-given peace if you choose to trust Jesus in everything and have that next level perspective that looks at life through the eyes of Christ and says, God knows what he's doing right now. God, I, I, have, to, I have to just stop trying to figure everything out and trust God. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths having next-level perspective. And especially on Father's Day, I talk to the dad and challenge the dads to look at their kids, not as pests or nuisances and things like that, which sometimes it's so easy to do that because we get so busy with work, but to look at them as, 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 as gifts from God and, and, our, and our families and, and, and everything that God has given us to have a perspective of grace and contentment and thankfulness and gratefulness. The following week, we talked about next-level humility. Next-level humility. And the humility, if you've noticed, almost as I'm reading through these, these notes as well, it seems like it always goes back to resting in the grace of Jesus Christ, doesn't it? If we can just rest in his grace that he pours into us, we'll have next level vision and contentment and commitment. But next level humility, we talked about the humility of Christ. It is seen in how he loved, and not just how Jesus loved, but who he loved. And how he served, and who he served. He didn't just wash the, the feet of the 11 disciples and then leave Judas, his betrayer, out. No, Jesus uh, knelt down and took the feet of Judas, who he knew would betray him, and washed those feet too. It's easy to love those who love us. It's basic compassion to love and care about those who are less fortunate. That's basic. You see someone that's needy, it's, our heart should go out. It's a little more challenging, but far from impossible to love those who are better off than us. Because it's easy to get covetous sometimes. But those who maybe have more and seem like they have everything all together and, and we're sitting here kind of, you know, slim picking sometimes. It's not impossible, but maybe a little bit more challenging to really love and care about them because we think, well, they already got everything they need. But it's the most challenging to love those who have hurt us, who have betrayed us, who even hate us. But that is the love we must strive for must pray for, must depend on God for. That's the humility and love of Christ. Living in biblical humility enables you to live a life of peace dependent only on Christ in any circumstance. Having the humility of Christ, not just how he loved, but it's who he loved. And by his grace, we can live lives of humility that don't think 
only about our wants and needs, but can look at the wants and needs of others. We talked the next following Sunday about next level devotion. This was on the 4th of July weekend. Next level devotion. We talked about the voice of God in your life. About seeking out the voice of God and how, how we must remember that we hold the voice of God in our hands, in the scriptures, in the word of God. And how we need to stop rushing around so much. Often we're so busy with life, we, we miss the voice of God. Our lives are just too loud with busyness. Stop rushing around so much. Just slow down and listen because God wants to speak to you. God's voice uh, should be louder in our ears and in our hearts. You may not always like what God is saying, but you always need it and he's always right. Can I say that again? You may not always like what God is saying, but you always need it and he's always right. God is speaking. Are you listening? The voice of God is speaking in every one of our lives. All of us. He'll speak to you through his word. He'll speak to you through someone he has placed in your life, often using people in your life to, to speak to you. He'll speak to you in order also for you to be his voice for someone else. Being devoted to him. We talked about even the word devotions and, and how we call that time spent with God our devotions. Our time spent uh, in the word of God and in prayer. Not so we can check off a box and say, I read my Bible today. But, but so that we can really commune with God and get to know God and, and pour out our heart to God. And how it's important to have that next level devotion. We talked about next level rest. You know, around the holidays, how we need to practice this. I don't mean sleeping, although sometimes it is physical rest our bodies do need. Because we said, when we're physically tired, we're often mentally tired. And when we're mentally tired, we often get emotionally worn out. And when we are emotionally worn out, we often lash out at those closest to us. Right? We get physically tired, we over, overdo it. Our minds get tired, our emotions get a little weaker to where we can't control as much, and then we end up lashing out at those that we're closest to. A heart with no rest is a heart with little patience. A heart with no rest is a heart with little patience. And what do we come back to again? You will find true rest in Jesus Christ. The scriptures say that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in him. Peace is rest. Peace is rest in the middle of the storm. What do we sing about today and this firm foundation? It's joy in the middle of chaos. Peace is a firm foundation. It's a steady ground. That's Jesus. The Bible tells us that Jesus is peace. He's the prince of peace, the scriptures say. I've witnessed it in my own life, the peace that comes through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden and burdened down, and I will give you rest. Jesus said that. True rest is found in Christ Jesus. We talk about next level rest. We talk about after that, next level grace. This was a tough one, tough one to preach, and I know probably a tougher one even to listen to. Because of who we have living in us and through us, Jesus Christ as a believer, we can forgive. 
We are capable. We have the power to forgive. And it's sure not of us. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. If you are a child of God, we talk, this is really about grace, but about practicing grace through forgiveness. If you're a child of God, the ordeal you're facing or face in your past, however wrong or unfair or heartless it may be or may have been, in his providence and in his skillful hands will be used to take you somewhere good, somewhere uh, deeper into his heart, to a place of greater dependence and trust on him, more perfectly refined into the likeness of Christ. We talked about how gold is melted down so all the impurities can be taken out and it's put in that flame, that refiner's fire, how often we are faced with these Horrible circumstances in our lives where we've been wronged by someone. We must look at those situations and recognize that I don't like it and it hurts so bad, but God is doing something in me. He is changing me. He is causing me to depend more upon him. And we can practice grace to those who have wronged. It doesn't mean the relationship goes back to the way it was. It doesn't mean that you, you may, may never even talk to someone again, but in your heart, you can show that grace, next level grace. We talk about next level joy. A life absent of joy is a life destined for misery. Joy in chaos, peace that makes no sense. The scriptures say a peace that passes understanding. A smile in the storm. Joy in trials is faith in action. Okay, Joy in trials is faith in action. I have joy because I know God is working. Our joy in trials not only honors God, but it lifts him up to those around us. I'll never forget, uh, one of the professors at my college I went to in California, this Christian college, um, over the summer, his son, who was a senior um, at their church in Long Beach, California, was actually on his way to visit the college and check it out and maybe attend there in the fall. And there was a car accident, and he was killed instantly. It's a horrible circumstance. It was awful to, 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 to be there around when that happened. But I remember watching this professor who was a pastor, and his heart through it all, and he's still pastoring today, probably one of the largest Baptist churches in the country right now. The Lord just really blessed him and his family. He's a humble guy. But I'll never forget him coming in, into class, and, and he, he, he still had some, some pieces of, 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 of the glass in his, in his pocket that he would keep there as a, as a reminder of the grace of God. It was just mind-blowing to me to watch this guy who had a smile, and who would, at his own son's funeral, he sang a song uh, 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 at the funeral about the grace of God and, and how he was with him. I just was blown away by the fact that this person who was grieving heavily, who obviously was brokenhearted, but still had joy in, his, in, in the deepest part of his soul because of Jesus. We become a beacon of hope when we have joy in our darkness. We become a lighthouse of faith to those who are in darkness, trying to find their way. And we have joy in our trials, and people look and say, wow, what is so different about them? When we can lift our hands and worship on Sunday morning after losing everything on Friday, that's next level joy. There's an old song that says, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, so the world can't take it away. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, so I'm not going to let the world take it away. Next level joy 
found in Jesus Christ. Next level worship was the next week. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And this whole message was really about our, our singing as a church, corporate worship. Singing is not a matter of choice. It's a matter of obedience. The scriptures command us to sing praise to God. The worship service is not just a place where the gospel is declared, but it's a place where the gospel is on display. Yes, as the pastor, I'll preach the gospel and I'll declare the gospel from the message. But when we have our worship time, that's a picture of the gospel on display in our lives. We're so thrilled with Jesus and what he's done in our lives. We cannot help but lift our voice and lift our hands in praise to him in this next level worship. Worship changes us. Worship, when we let it, works things out often between us and God. You come into service and you're worn down and you're beat up and you're tired and you sing a song that says, uh, you know, the battle belongs to him. When I, when, I, um, when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to, to you. And we sing these songs from a heart of worship and we begin to see how God is working in our lives and that misery that we walk in with soon turns to joy and praise. And I mentioned, I mentioned in this message, I'll mention it again, that that's why it's just important, important for us to be here for worship. Our worship service is beginning the, the, the service and it goes by pretty quick. And we got to be here because you don't want to miss it. That's such an important part of, of, of being in church and letting God work in your heart is being here for worship. We talk about the next week, next level prayer. How real prayer requires humility. And humility is worship. The humility, true humility, is acknowledging that in every moment we are in desperate need of God's ever-present, spirit-transforming grace. That's true humility, recognizing that I don't have it all together. I need the grace of God in my life for every moment. So to worship God is to say, I'm not going to worship myself anymore. To pray to God is to say, I'm not trusting in me anymore. Prayer abandons independence. It, it says, I, I can't do it on my own. I don't want to do it. Why would I do it on my own when I have a God? Prayer acknowledges weakness. God knows more about what I need than me. And it's very easy for us to forget that. God knows more about what I need than me. And it's easy to forget that. Next level prayer. It's humble prayer. It's prayer that says, I need, I need God. I need God for everything. We talk about next level hope. And I'm, I'm, I'm moving church. We're doing good. We're doing good. Next level hope. What you place your hope in, you give the power to destroy you. What you place your hope in, you give the power to destroy you. So when we place our hopes on the things down here on earth, we set ourselves up for failure, for defeat, for discouragement. Paul said in his letter to the Colossians, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. On Jesus. Jesus will never fail us. He will not let us down. Hope is not a location. Hope is not a feeling or an insight. Hope is not a possession or an experience. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. Next level hope. I can't place all my hopes in my wife because she's not perfect, and she can't do the same for me. Hey, we've lived that life early in our marriage, and we saw it begin to fall apart because we recognize that we're broken people. We need to put our hopes in Jesus Christ because he won't let us down. Next level hope. Next level love. This is a message that my brother-in-law Joel preached. On next level love, about loving like Jesus loves. Loving your neighbor as yourself. He said love is not simply an emotion. It is a state that we must live in by the grace of God. And he went through 1 Corinthians 13 about what love is. It, it thinketh no evil. It doesn't puff itself up. He talked about the fruit of the Spirit. This love, how it comes from God and God alone. 
This love, one of the fruits of the Spirit, next level love. We talk about next level growth. But the sower sowing the seeds, remember? And how the, the, the hard ground, the, Jesus told this parable, the hard ground, the seeds couldn't grow. Another part, the seeds were eaten up by the birds. Another part, the, the thorns choked them up. But good ground, how we can really have next level growth is listening to the word that God has for you, whether it be through a sermon or your personal devotions or a song that you listen to, a worship song or the words of a friend. Remember we talked, we had a video of my son, my son Seth with autism and I was asking him questions and we saw some of his growth. He was answering how old he was and what his name was and, and, and where he lived and we talked about how it was little growth but it was growth and how we can't expect to, to overnight just be, no, it's little steps and it's God who gives real growth. In September, we'll see, we're getting close church, next level remembrance was in September, it was September, September 11th actually. We talked about Mephibosheth and the scriptures this relative of Jonathan's, David, King David's best friend. And as David, Saul uh, passed away and David became king. And David said, who can I help of the family of Saul? I promised Jonathan. I made a vow to my friend Jonathan before he died. I would take care of his family. And we saw that he took this crippled, his, this crippled man, Mephibosheth, who had been crippled since he was a child. And he took him in and let him sit at the king's table. As Christians, there are things we must call to remembrance in our lives, things that we look back on, those memories, that looking, that looking back on what God has done often moves us forward. We said, remember where you came from. Remember where you came from. Remember who helped you along the way, and remember your purpose. We talk about having that next-level remembrance, next-level power. He gives us the power to be exactly what he made us to be and do exactly what he's called us to do. We saw that in 1 Peter 1. And how can we have that power? It's by knowing Jesus. We're given power through Jesus Christ who is in us. We talk about how self-reliance leads to self-destruction. As the power of Christ is put on full display when we surrender. When we surrender and let him lead. Next level power. Next level attitude. Psalm 19, 14 says, Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And we talked really a very practical message about our attitude, our daily attitudes. A life full of easy annoyance, constant impatience, defensive anger is a life that is just not led by the Spirit of God. When we're constantly getting irritated and frustrated, everybody around us, we're not, we're not being led by the Spirit of God. We said we have to realize that God gives grace for those little moments too. Not just the, listen, we, we were without a house for a while. We were praying for, those were, that was a big moment when I needed God to come through. But God, I need God for those little moments too when I'm about to get annoyed with my kids or lash out at my wife. I, I need God for those moments. He gives grace for those moments too. We show who we really are and who we really trust, not in the once a year rare moments, but in the everyday mundane moments. The everyday little things, we show who we really are. Walk in the spirit and he shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Next level attitude. We talked about next level discipleship a couple weeks back now. Discipleship, being a follower of Christ, following something, being led by something. To be a disciple of Jesus is to be someone who follows Jesus. Discipleship is not a lesson to be learned, just something to fill out in a sheet, but it's a life to be lived. It's about gospel conversation. We talked about being disciple, but also as Christians, how we're called to disciple others and help others grow. As disciples of Christ, we must live in the gospel and live out the gospel to others. Rest in the gospel of Jesus Christ for our own lives and then live it out on display. 
You may not be doing everything right all the time. No one is going to. But if your heart desires to follow Jesus and you are consistently making adjustments in your life to do what Jesus commands us to do, you're a disciple of Christ. Thank God we don't have to be perfect. And we talked about, that was a two-week series, we talked about what, what shows a disciple. Am I abiding in his word? As Jesus commanded, am I denying myself, taking up my cross, denying myself? Am I loving other people? These are what Jesus commanded. He said, people will know that you're my disciples if you do these things, if you abide my word, if you deny yourself, and if you love each other. We talk about next level dependence the next week. Abraham and Isaac, when Abraham walked up the mountain with Isaac, and Isaac said, we got the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for the sacrifice? And, we, and, and, God, and Abraham said, God will provide. We talk about how God is someone that you can count on. God is someone that you can count on. You can depend on God. He always comes through. He never breaks his promises. He never will fail you. He isn't done with your story. Some of you are walking up the mountain right now. I said this a few weeks back. Some of you are walking up that mountain right now like Abraham, carrying all the broken pieces of your life on your way to the altar of sacrifice, wondering what is going to happen next. And God is preparing to do something miraculous in your life. You must continue to walk by faith, not by what you can see with your own eyes. Next level dependence will lead you to places where nothing seems to make sense, but God is working it all out for good. God is working it all out for good. Next level dependence. We talked about next level praise. This is right for our worship night last month. Earlier this month, rather. And we, we had that passage where David danced. Remember David danced and his wife was looking at him from the window all mad at him and said, you're embarrassing yourself. The king dancing in the streets to praise God. We talked about how next level praise is expressive. when Because David said, I'm going to keep dancing anyway. I don't care. I love my, my God. I'm going to dance however much I want. Next level praise is expressive when it's given. Next level praise flows from a heart that recognizes the hand of God in their life. This kind of had to do with our corporate worship as well. When we think, as we stand and sing and the music begins to play, and we think, God has been so good to me. He's been so faithful to me, even this week. Next level praise is unfazed by the opinions and judgments of others. Next level praise is a testimony to those around you. And we challenge each other to praise the Lord together, to express ourselves in worship, to engage ourselves in praise, and bless Him for all that He's done. That was next level praise. Next level giving was after that. We talked about our money, our finances. It was a tough one. But we went, we got through it, and how, how God has probably different plans for our money than we realize. The miraculous, heart-changing grace of God is powerful enough to change, to transform how we view and interact with money at the very core of who we are. God's master plan is to set us free from the common, natural thinking of money as only something that we accumulate and replace it with a Christ-like attitude of radical generosity, to be givers. Without God's rescuing grace, our constant pursuit of money will be utterly dominated by self-focus. What can I do with this money that I have earned? And we'll try to somehow squeeze God into the plan as an afterthought. When it comes to our finances, last page, God calls us to stop starting with ourselves and hoping that there's money left over for him. Instead, the call is to willingly and joyfully accept that our money's primary purpose is to fund a kingdom of generosity and worship and service to Him, and then trust God will provide what we need. That doesn't mean we stop paying our bill. doesn't mean we don't take care of our families. I'm not saying that. But we need to realize that God will take care of us. 
And we often just try to take care of all of our stuff first and then help God out at the end. And that's not the way it should be. You'll never engage on the next, this is a two-week series, because we talked about giving of our finances. And then the next week we said, you'll never engage in Christ-like giving of your finances until you engage in the humble giving of your heart and life to Jesus Christ. We went to Romans 12. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. A living sacrifice, dying to self, devoted to Him. He must increase and I must decrease. Genuine inward change, we said, often leads to genuine outward change. Our spirit, our attitude, how we live life. A change of thinking about your life, about your situation, about this fallen world and your broken soul will come from reading, believing, and living the Word of God. And then our last message last week in the series on Next Level Living was on Next Level Determination. Mercy mentioned this morning. Next Level Determination. And the challenge was, I, I mentioned me running and jogging, was remember that how can we run life's race well? How can I walk through this challenging world well? How can I finish well? Remember that God is with you. Keep yourself light. Don't carry unnecessary burdens. Take a deep breath and take another step even when you don't feel like it. That was the question. Was How can I keep going when I don't want to? How can I keep going when I feel too weak to go on? Take a deep breath and take another step. Enjoy the beautiful moments on the journey. Remember the end goal and then look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. He is your answer. He is the true source of your determination. And the whole thought of that message was just don't give up. Keep on going. And church, that has been our Next Level Living series. The scripture, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That was our theme verse for this series on Next Level Living. Over the year, over this past year, church, I want you to ask yourself, we're going to have a time of invitation in just a moment and ask God to, to bless and to speak. And as we do, maybe you can ask yourself the question, have I taken my spiritual life to the next level? Have I, through these messages, through the word of God being preached, have I, have I taken steps forward in the last 12 months? Have I rested in Christ? Have I rested in his grace for my life? Am I practicing next level contentment or compassion or commitment or determination, whatever it may be, in my giving? Say, God, I want... I, I hope, church, as your pastor, I hope that these messages have helped you and you have been able to take your life to the next level, spiritually, by the grace of God. Not because of what I've said, not because of me, but because of God working in you. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, no one's looking around. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was an encouragement to your heart. Please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.